This reminds me of my first experience in radio. It was back in the early 80s. People with disability and mental health. There's always controversy with us. The mysteries of the mind and consciousness. And we might get to the bottom of something or we might start something new. We're going to run the gamut and we're going to have a good time. Waking Braves. No, not Waking Braves. We're Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves? Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves. Hello, you're listening to Breaking Waves on Eastside 89.7 for your Monday evening. And guys, guess what? The boys are back. That is right. We've kicked Alex back to the reserves so she can get a good idea of how a professional show should look like. And in the most professional manner, we have collected some of the most interesting and quirky stories happening right around the world. We've put together a hell of a show for you. So, Seth, what is happening? Well, Ollie, coming up on the show today, I'll be discussing the future credibility of uni due to the introduction of ChatGPT and other AI functions. It's basically making all uni essays just not worth it. It's not authentic anymore. Um, We come to the point where essays and exams can be written by someone else and the information can be absolutely correct. How do we know what's authentic or original anymore? Did we ever? I couldn't even tell you. (laughs) We'll be also taking a look at sport from across the water as one of our very own Ange Postacoglu is making a big splash in England football as he represents Australia. Yes, uh, a big splash indeed. He is quite a large man. <laughs> and finally, we'll be finishing up the show with a fun game of the five-second challenge. And no, that's not Ollie's personal <laughs> challenge when he's in bed with a woman. Um, it is, in fact, a really funny game that tests your speed and thinking you do not want to miss that. I actually think I'm going to beat you. Well, I still feel like you have no chance, mate. Frankly, you suck. <laughs> Speaking of which, this is Still Feel by Half Alive on Eastside 89.7 with Seth and Ollie. When I'm first from myself Feeling close to the stars I've been invaded by the dark I'm trying to recognize myself When I feel I've been replaced When I'm furthest from myself Feeling close to the stars I've been invaded by the dark I'm trying to recognize myself When I feel I've been
Still feel by Half Alive right now onto a topic that has taken the world by storm and is super relevant right now. Yes, these past few years and particularly the last couple of months, we have seen an exponential and rapid rise with the use of AI. And it's something that's got everyone talking. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's kind of fearful. Some people are embracing it. Some people are scared of it. But uh, what we can say is that it is really quite terrifying how smart these technologies Mm. have gotten in the past few months. I find it smarter than a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, some people don't know basic uh, no. knowledge of anything. And there's that Snapchat feature now where you can chat to your like AI chat GPT. Have you used it? Yeah, it knows a lot. It, I think it's stupid. Well, I mean, it's I mean, who's <laughs> going to be messaging like a chat? If you yeah, you should have some friends to message. But <laughs> one like, of my mates messaged it for like a whole day. He was like, <laughs> it's the only person who responds quickly oh, to me. Oh, that's really sad. Um, before we kick in, though, I've got some facts about Chat GPT mm. that um have really you know shocked me a bit. They are saying that. ChatGPT in the past 30 days has been visited approximately 1.8 billion times, and that was an increase of 180% from February this month, wow. this year. So already in the past six months, it's ro- risen and like grown so rapidly, it's crazy. Yeah. It's also saying that the um, average user of ChatGPT, uh, 60% are actually young male adults aged between 18 to 34. That's so we that. fit that bill. Yeah, we definitely do. I was also saying um, that... T- Taking off the ground when it was first released, it immediately clocked in 1 million users within the mm. first five days of its launch. That's incredible. And since February, it's had about 100 million active users. And that's probably grown even more. Yeah, 100%. Like it, it's insane. Uh, many schools and universities have reportedly banned the use of ChatGPT. I know uh, UTS have got this new feature on their Turnitin systems yep. where it can read if ChatGPT has been used. And there were reports of many organizations and companies banning ChatGPT. Chat- chat GPT in their workplace as well so a lot of companies are taking this quite seriously yeah well I think you need to as well because we've seen that you know you can do so much with it you can write essays you can mm. like answer questions you can like do so much that you really need to be able to control it so you know like what your students if you are a university or a school are actually doing because it's so easy to just say write me an essay about the World War Two and its impact on the world boom essay in 30 seconds 
it could be correct, completely correct, but like you haven't, yeah. the student hasn't actually like engaged or anything or written it himself. Well, here here's like the main criticisms for ChatGP. So we've got it encourages academic dishonesty. Mm -hmm. Students could use ChatGP to cheat on assignments, papers, and exams. It diminishes critical thinking by relying on ChatGPT to generate responses. Students may not develop important critical thinking and problem-solving skills. I think this one the biggest one reduces creativity. It yep. generates pre-written responses, which may limit students' ability to express their own ideas and perspectives. Yeah, no, it's definitely... I think there's also some universities, though, are, are treating it like uh, like Wikipedia. Like, you have to... If you're using it, you have to pop it in your reference list as, like, a source mm. um, as well. So some unis are really cracking down on it, and they've got that turn it in technology to detect if students have used it. But others are saying, you know what? It's a bit like Wikipedia. It's a bit like the internet. You can use it to find out information. You can use it as a source. Yeah. But you need to make sure that you reference it correctly to actually pass your your paper or your yeah. exam. Have you used ChatGPT? I've used it for stupid stuff. Like I've used it to <laughs> write like 10 questions for me. It does that. I've used it to like, will I ever find love? <laughs> <laughs> you ask it stupid questions or you like say, write me a rap or something like that. But I've, I'm not, I mean, I haven't actually used it for like any academic yeah, right. Like so I, I have. <gasps> I boom, boom. Oh my God. He's here, guys, a criminal police. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I didn't use it to ask me to write me an essay. I asked it to show me the structure of writing an essay. Because right. I wasn't <clears throat> shown how to properly structure an essay for one of my subjects. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm my fourth get the, year of uni. Get the violin out. <laughs> Dude, it's terrible. I'm going to fail. Um, so having that structure is helpful, but it hasn't given me like the full information. So if, if you are listening to this and you are like, I don't know, my professor or something, please don't find me. Actually, I don't know what I look like. You don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I think as well, you do need a... Um, people are scared of it, but at the same time, it's you need to harness it in a bit. You need mm. a, We need to sort of find a balance where we can use it to the greater good. I mean, it's a bit like, I mean, 30 years ago, they would have thought, oh, what are these automobiles? What are phones? Like this new 30 technology. 30 years ago. <laughs> or before that. Like all this new technology is so scary, but look at us now. We all love our like Siri. We all love all that AI stuff, our oh, Google Homes. Like we all love um, our smart cars when you can speak to the speaker. So I think eventually in a couple of years, we might even be like looking back at ourselves now and think, wow, AI, chat GPT, it's mm. actually such an important part of our lives. I think one of the biggest questions I wanted to ask is if it throws this big of a threat to education, does a uni degree lose its value? Eventually, in the past few years, mm. a lot of people are going to be using ChatGP to write their essays. And like I said in the start, how do we know what's authentic? How do we know what's original? Is this really like the medical student writing this essay? Or is it yeah. just this ChatGPT? You know, I'm fearful getting surgery later. If it's just some <laughs> guy who's got, got his degree through ChatGPT. No, you're right. And also as well, like, will people be that engaged with like what they're learning in, mm. in a sense, like not even just like for like the essays and stuff, but will they be that engaged with like their different subjects, their different career paths, or will it just sort of, you know, completely be chat GPT has like sort of popped them through the past four years. They've got a degree and now they're like in the workforce without any real sort it's of understanding of skills. It's, it's definitely scary. And I think another question is, do we advocate for more or less of a use of chat GPT? Mm. What do we do? Do we have? Do we make sure that we strive to? You know, we, maybe we can harness the power of ChatGPT, or should we, for uni, just get rid of it? You should be learning it yourself. Yeah, I think unis and schools definitely need to crack down on it because we know that kids as well and young people are often the most tech savvy and biggest technology users. So mm. I think they're the ones who are using it the most for these kind of things. But again, I think I think there's places where ChatGPT can be useful and beneficial. But I think in places like schools and universities, yeah. we do need to crack down and make sure that it isn't hindering. Well, what it, everyone's learning. If you are a uni student or just a student in general and you are coming to this new age of ChatGPT and your degree in your studies, all I can say is I wish you the best <laughs> for the future. And speaking of which, this is Wish You The Best by Lewis Capaldi. You're listening to Eastside 89.7. I miss knowing what you're thinking 
And hearing how your day has been Do you think you can tell me everything, darling? But leave out every part about him Right now you're probably by the ocean While I'm still out here in the rain With every day that passes by since we've spoken It's like Glasgow gets farther from LA Maybe it's supposed to be this way But oh my love I wanna say I miss the green in your eyes And when I said we could be friends guess I lied I wanna say I wish that you never left Oh but instead I only wish you the best I wanna say without you everything's wrong Well, I can't help but notice You seem happier than ever now And I guess that I should tell you I'm sorry It seems I was the problem somehow Maybe I only brought you down But oh my could say it's something I really mean That I want you happy where the Nord is with me I wanna see, I wish that you never left Oh, but instead I only wish you the best I wanna see without you everything's wrong And you were everything I need all along I wanna say I wish that you never left That was Lewis Capaldi with his fresh new hit Wish You The Best on Eastside 89.7. Over to you, Ollie and Seth. Thanks, ChatGBT. Yeah, guys, if you haven't checked out that music video for Lewis Capaldi's Wish You The Best, make sure you do. First time I've cried in about 10 years, I think. So sad. <laughs> the dog, so cute. Check it out. Um, Moving on, though, what are we going to be talking about now, Seth? Well, some big uh, news. It's been in the news for quite a while mm, now. A couple of uh, weeks. Yeah, but... Um, Ange Postacoglu, uh, one of our own, uh, mm-hmm. a, a true Australian in the world of football or soccer, if you're wrong. Um, <laughs> he has now made a big move to a massive Premier League. Well, not massive. It's a Premier it's League club. Pretty big. Well, if you like, if you know, if someone like me who knows a bit about football, um, they are they're 
they're an embarrassing club, but <laughs> it, it is a big club in in terms of their money and their scale yeah. and everything. Uh, and Postecoglou is the new manager of Spurs or Tottenham Hotspur, and it's um it's pretty big for Australian football. Yeah, definitely. I mean. One the EPL, as we know, the English Premier League, one of the world's biggest, you know, football leagues, gets a whole worldwide sort of audience. Mm. And Spurs being one of that big, cl- biggest clubs, and to have someone from Australia representing our country on that global scale, I think is pretty magnificent. Uh, he was hired as Tottenham manager a few weeks back, and the Australian he came from just winning um, the, the a treble. So a treble was like winning three trophies in the season mm-hmm. for Celtics, Celtic, yeah. uh, which is a Scottish club, um, and it's the fourth permanent manager to be hired uh, since since 2019. So Spurs have had quite a change of managers since 2019 so he's the fourth one um, he signed a four year contract and he follows on from some pretty great managers like Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte um, I've got a list of his notable achievements as well just so you know that he's he's the man for the job he was the first Australian manager he's the first Australian manager in the Premier League ever Yeah, which is pretty in good in itself is like big. I know yeah awesome I mean uh, have you heard of Jared Gillett have you heard of no. So he was the first Australian referee. So he was doing right. really well in the A-League, got transferred to the uh, Championship and now in the Premier League. So Postacoglu is the first Australian manager. He won the Asian Cup with Australia in 2014-15. He's won the A-League a few times with South Melbourne in 1997 and uh, Brisbane Raw in 2010-2011. He went to Japan, won the J-League as well and then took over Celtic in the Scottish Premiership where he secured five trophies in just two years including back-to-back Scottish Premier Premiership Championships two Scottish League Cups and one Scottish Cup so he he's done good he's got mm. some trophies in his in his cabinet Spurs do not have trophies in the cabinet <laughs> they might get them though now that he's on board They've, the issue with Spurs is, as someone, like I said who knows football is they have been wanting trophies for mm-hmm. ages they are a club that does well enough but then bottles it yeah they don't get trophies. Their, their cabinet they has never really live up to the hype than a, like a cemetery home. But I think, <laughs> and you know, he's grown up in the 1970s in Melbourne, which is the heartland of AFL. So as we all know, Melbourne, Victoria, such a massive mm. AFL state. He's a Greek migrant. He's had that football soccer in his blood, and he's worked his way. There was a couple of years, a couple of years ago, where he was unable to get a job coaching in Australia, and he's gone over there. He's nailed it with the Celtics. Now he's with Tottenham and I think it goes to show as well in so many other industries sometimes our Australians they're here in our country they're unable to get work we don't appreciate them then they go Mm. off to America or to the UK make it big and we're all like oh yes we love them like happened with Margot Robbie it's happened with so many actors we don't have the opportunities for them here, but then they go on the global scale oh. and we like to claim, like, oh, you know, Ange, we love our Ange. There's a big story about, um, it's about Australian football in general and how, in, in my opinion, I think Australian football has to improve in order for us mm-hmm. to do well. There was a young kid, I forgot his name, but he was playing for one of our uh, Australian clubs. He was in the academy and he got released because they were like, you're not good enough, mm-hmm. whatever. He then went to Italy and signed for a big club in Italy called AS Roma yeah. and recently made his professional debut in Roma. Crazy. Um, and everyone's like, oh my God, he's one of our own. It's like, well, he Mate, wasn't, but like, two yeah. years ago, where was the support? Where was the opportunity? Exactly. And he, like, honestly, with no support, he might play for Italy because he's got dual citizenship. So he, <laughs> he, he, he why he's would he fine. come back to Australia, mate? But it's um, it's lots of questions and a lot of talking points about Ange. Will he do well? What do you think? Well, I think the good thing about his contract is he's got four years, so mm. he's got time to prove himself. I mean, mm. I don't think they're gonna he's gonna make a huge impact in the first year because it's gonna take time. But the fact that he has been signed on for four years suggests that you know they're like they're loyal, they're committed mm. to actually seeing that growth. And hopefully, you know, he probably has some incentives in yeah. his contract where you know if they make it to the finals he gets more mm. um but i think he can have a big impact i think we all know how like australians are 
you know, good like coaches, good Mate like shit, yeah, yeah, like all that kind <laughs> of like that um approach and that sort of vibe of Australians is so important that yeah. I think he can really have a good impact on the club given he's given the chance to show it. There are some clips of his coaching sessions going around, obviously, as you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, he's got a very different style, but it's a very Australian style. Of yeah, coaching. exactly. It's it's to the point. Well, I'm not going to uh, sugarcoat anything. So there's a lot of him just shouting at people. <laughs> so he, he will swear. He will do what he needs to do to get his point across. And I think that's good because I think, you know, the players at Tottenham need a kick in the butt to really get them working again. So I hope he does well. Um, I've put in our notes the issue with Tottenham being such a stupid and dumb club. It is. It's a stupid club. For all the, any Tottenham Hotspurs <laughs> fans out there listening, we do apologise. I, I actually don't because it's a stupid club. Um, like I said, they do so well and then when it gets to the final point and finals in, in top five, they just they buckle it. it. They yeah. borrow but this it could be, as we say, this could be the changing of the tide. We this could so. be the new reign of Tottenham. I really do hope so. Um, just for, for Ange mostly, not for Tottenham. But it's a big challenge ahead of him and um, it's good representation for Australian Yeah, football. exactly. We like, should, there should be, I mean, obviously it's sad that we've like, well, not sad, but there's like an Australian coach coaching a team overseas but we should be happy that like Australian coaches are being recognised overseas mm. it's good for Australian football mm. um, hopefully it can sort of open the gates and open the floodgates for more Australian players Australian coaches Australian you know referees as well Absolutely. to go over there and smash it I mean we've heard of um Sam Kerr as well oh, smashing over there as well killing it so there's definitely like a, a nice shift in Australians killing it overseas and I think this in the women's, world of football. women's World Cup is going to even excel even more the fact that it's being held in Australia and New Zealand yep. mate football in Australia it's gonna, for both male and female it's going to go insane and I'm so keen there's for so it. much momentum as well we need to build on this momentum and you know really capitalise on it as all the world's eyeballs are on Australia and New Zealand okay guys stick around because coming up after the song Seth and I are going to be going head to head in the 5 second challenge find out who's victorious it's going to be fun but right now Sam Smith Naughty Boy this is live La 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 on Eastside 89.7. Hush, don't speak when you spit your venom. Keep it shut. I hate it when you hiss and preach. Without your new messiah Cause your theories catch fire I can't find your silver lining I don't mean to judge But when you read your speech It's tiring Enough is enough I'm covering my ears like 
Naughty Boy and Sam Smith with La La La. Now, we're going to move to the, uh, the last little segment, the five-second challenge. I'm going to give you a quick rundown. You get five seconds to name three things. For example, I could ask Ollie, name three Eastside presenters. Seth, Alex, Ollie. Boom. Boom. Done in five seconds. So in order to help us out, we've uh, we've dug producer Alex from the grave. Um, and <laughs> she's, she's coming, coming up in. now. So she's slowly coming in. Here we go, Alex. There we are. Let's wipe the soil off you. Wow. I've been and- here the whole time producing your show. Mm, <laughs> Our yeah, show. Okay. No, no. Not, well, they didn't need to hear that. So <laughs> Alex will be on the timer and asking us questions. She is yeah. the quiz master. And Larry Emder, if you like. And the winner, what does the winner get? The winner gets a trip to two to Tokyo. Okay, were you ready? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, let's okay. go. Oli, we're going to start with you. <sighs> okay. Ready? Name three countries in Africa. Tanzania, Senegal, and Niger. <laughs> That's three. <laughs> that, is, that is three. Wait. Bit of a, yeah, that is three. That is three. Niger. Con- yeah, Niger. Niger. Yeah. N i g e r. Yeah, Niger. it is. A, it is a country. Okay. It is a country. Okay, Seth, you'll go. Ah, that's one God. point for me. Okay. 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 Um, Seth. Yeah. Name three planets. Go. Mercury, Venus, and Uranus. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's, that's good. Quick. Okay. That's good. One all. One all. One all. Ollie, name three things you go to bed with. <laughs> Depression. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you lost that one, mate. That's quite sad. <laughs> Next, Seth, name three Harry Potter characters. Oh, Harry, Hermione, and Ron. Okay, this is completely biased. I probably but... should have said last names as well. Um, no, it's not. He said the easiest questions. Okay, uh, give me an easy one. Okay. Ollie? What's the score quickly? 2-1. It's 2-1 to me, yeah. Okay. Ollie, name three sports that use a ball. Tennis, soccer, rugby. See? That yeah, was good. That's, that's, that's pretty good. easy. Two all, two all. Okay. Easy as, easy as. Okay. Seth, mm. name three animals that walk with that walk on two legs. Ooh. Oh, uh, a penguin, an ostrich, and ostrich. a... Out of time! Oh, no. I'm sorry. David Attenborough is shaking his what head, bro. What could another one There's be? There's so many. Kangaroo. Yeah, oh, kangaroo. You got... Um, a whale? I'm kidding. For some reason, for some reason, the only thing that came to my head was leopard. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just never walk on two legs. <laughs> okay, this one's harder. <clears throat> Ollie, okay, on. name three former US presidents. Oh. Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and JF Kennedy, baby. Oh, well done. Well done. One second that's, to go. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Fair S- enough. Seth. Oh, God. Name three continents. Oh, Africa, Europe, and Asia. Yep. That yeah. was easy. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Score check. It is... Five, four. No, it's three all, mate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't even know the score. Um, <laughs> five, four. You get that number from. I don't know. It's stupid. Name three car brands. Go. Kia, Volkswagen, Toyota. 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 <laughs> we can allow it. No, we can allow it. We'll allow it. He said Toyota. Did he say in the time? Yeah, yep, he did. Okay, yeah, like two seconds okay, ago. Okay. okay. Seth. Mm. Name three Sydney suburbs, starting with M. Uh, mascot, Marrickville, and Marubra. Ooh, it's oh, good. good. Was that good? That was oh, good. I was thinking of Marrickville, Mossman, and Manly. Oh, Mossman yeah. and Manly. Bro. Yeah. I forget that's that right. One. It says it all about him. Um, What's <laughs> the next one? No, that's it. Oh, that can't be it. <laughs> that can't be it. No, I got one. Uh, Ollie, I'll ask you one. Ollie, I'll ask you one. I'll ask you one. I'll ask you one. Okay. All right. Ollie, can you name three things that you like about Alex? That's all we've got time for today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. 
Uh, <laughs> time's up, unfortunately. <laughs> That's all from us this week. You've been listening to Ollie and Seth on Breaking Waves 89.7. Thank you for your company this Monday evening. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yep, and don't forget to send any song requests or crazy stories to our Instagram. That's breaking.waves.eastsidefm. And we'll be back same time next week. Tune in to find out who, though. Will it be Alex and Seth, Ollie and Alex, Seth and Alex? It's all a surprise. It's Alex and Seth. Shut up, Alex. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. You're listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community-owned and operated media stations just like this one that connect people and tell vital, local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.